It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. I do too. I was like, ooh, that sounds like some fancy slang. And of course, you've always got the um, the douche song. The douche song? No, I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking straight at me like I'm supposed to know the you douche are. song. Oh, yes, my it's favorite. Like, oh, yes. Because um, they're saying douche. Why can't I think of it? Oh, oh, uh, revved up like a douche. Revved up like a douche. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yes. That's a great yeah. way to start the podcast, Blinded is talking about a douche. Revved up like a douche. Yeah. Great Welcome attention getter. <laughs> I would love to tell you that it, we're always more professional than this, but that would be such a lie, and I think you already know that. So. <laughs> I was nervous first, where I was like, I mean, what kind of, like, stump the meteorologist questions are there going to be? And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, it's really just yeah. people probably hanging out. To stump you. <laughs> I don't think we tried to stump anybody, really, have we? <laughs> we have stumped people inadvertently, I think. Yeah. But, you know, but not advertently. No. Probably because yeah. they made the question more complicated than yeah. it was actually yeah. intended yeah. to be. And we, yeah. half the time, we don't even stay on subject for more than like five minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. so if you like tangents, you're yeah. in the right place. Oh, you're in this yes. great show for tangents, that's for sure. I'm here for so. it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Giff, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Do you have a day off today? I do. I'm. Oh, I work nice. weekends, so okay. I'm off on Thursdays and Fridays. So that this is your weekend. Yeah. So this is my weekend. Okay. I originally, I think, when I realized I was working Saturday, Sunday as my main shifts, I'm like, okay, that either means I get a Monday, Tuesday, or a Thursday, Friday off. I We're gonna Thursday, fight for the Thursday, Friday's Friday. Better. Yeah. I think so too. It's yeah. like the secondary weekend. Uh-huh. You can convince people to like do things on a Thursday yeah. night, but when you're off Monday, Tuesday, it's really hard to be like, it's Monday night. Yeah. Let's go out. (laughs) (laughs) But like Thursday night, you can be like, I mean, it's practically the weekend anyway. Just because I can sleep in until noon tomorrow and you can't, like, it's fine. What time do you have to be there? Um, It kind of varies. So I try to get in generally two hours before a show starts. So on Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday morning, our show doesn't start till 5, so I get in at 3. I get to sleep in on Sunday. Our show starts at 6 a.m., so I'm usually in there around 4. But weeks like this upcoming week when I'm filling in for Bob, our morning meteorologist, the show starts at 4 a.m. It starts at 4. Yeah, so we're live starting at 4, and technically my first hit is during early today, which happens right around 3.40 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. So I try to be in there between, like, around 2 a.m., so I can at wow. least, like, Good. wake so up, start getting my stuff together. Yeah. And since we do our own hair, our own makeup, yeah. our own forecasting, all the graphics. Wow. And then on top of that, we're supposed to be, like, awake and coherent like, by, like, 3.30 <laughs> in the morning. Uh, guys, I'm so tired. But <laughs> Here's what we got up here. So that's why at 6 o'clock in the morning we look so awake because yeah. we've already You've been, been like, up and moving for four hours. So when you, this is a dumb question. When you go to bed if you have to... Do you go to bed? So there's there's a lot of strategies that I've seen people like do with this schedule. Yeah. I've the one that I've never been able to successfully do, I kinda call it the vampire schedule where people will just like stay up all night and then like the middle of the day is when for them would be when their work day starts so that way they can still like they'd wake up at like six PM, sleep during the day. 
I've tried that once or twice, and then I'm just kind of confused on what day it is because yeah. I woke up on Thursday. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm like, hey, happy Friday. Oh, <laughs> and wow. then yeah. some people will do like a split sleep schedule, yeah. but then I've just found that I'm constantly exhausted with that. Where people like sleep I feel like you to be a grown up, you can't split your sleep schedule yes. anymore. It's kind of much just pick one. You so know? ideally, yeah. like my bedtime would be like six to eight p.m. Okay. But like my body's like, especially in the summertime, it's like the sun's still up. It's yeah. too hot for that. So <laughs> I try to at least be like in the bedtime mindset by like eight p.m. <laughs> oh, and after a couple days, like your body more so forces you to go to bed by yeah. about well, six seven true. o'clock. Yeah. And then on your days off, you. Just live it up. And that's the other thing, too, where I was like, I'm probably not doing... Because most people would be like, oh, you got to keep that normal schedule. I'm like, I'm not waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning when I don't have to. (laughs) So I'm not doing myself favors with that, but... Go to Starbucks right now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So is... How many people work in the studio? I mean, on a normal shift, like, how many people are there? So the people... It's the people who you see on camera. So one or two anchors... Myself. So on the weekends, it's just weekend mornings. It's just Hattie, myself, and like two people behind the scenes and our producer. Yeah. So we'll have like five, six people running That's around. And back in the day, there used to be maybe one more person kind of operating the cameras. But now everything is a robot. So we have someone who comes in, programs the cameras where to move. Our floor basically becomes a big grid where we program it where to go. Sometimes they listen, and other times it's just an adventure to see. What, which camera's going to turn on and where, where it's going to start moving. Let's go over here. That's when you see the bloopers where they're like, uh, 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 that, that one? That one, yes. yes. I have a director who started referring to that area where all the cameras are as the mosh pit. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a really good name for it. Because I'm so amazed by, like, it's a science for, like, how precise you can, like, get them to graze each other. Yeah. Because yeah. if they bump each other, then there's, like, a whole minute where they're locked down, they reset. Oh, wow. And you just hope that you have enough time during commercial break for them uh-huh. to like actually go to like their point zero, shut down, open be up. Scary, though, to rely on something that you don't have full control over. I mean, you do, yes. but you don't. And it's, it's one of those things too where I feel like most technology is like that, where it's, yeah. it's really, really cool when yeah. it works like it's supposed to, but you're but like, oh no, there's that like 10% error where you just got to be ready for whatever <laughs> happens. <laughs> that's what I do here. Yeah, yes. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's when my robots misbehave that I'm like, dang it. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, too, because, like, I mean, back in the day, that was not like that at all. You had a whole crew of people that yeah. were out there operating cameras and everything, and it's yes. it's just crazy how it's all changed. I was about to say, the last time I was mm-hmm. on a morning show, <laughs> I was actually really pregnant, and I worked at the maternity store. Mm. And they were like, would you be a, a, a pregnant model? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, we'll give you a, a free top and free pair of jeans. Okay. Um, I'm in. <laughs> They were like, any pair of jeans? I picked the $120 pair of jeans. I'm like, okay, you Let's want me up at uh, 5 a.m. <laughs> but there were a lot of people there. But that was also, what, 11 years ago? So it's changed a lot recently, even, I'm sure. Yes, and it's it's so interesting, too, where now we've even expanded our midday show. And so it's, I think a lot of us are thinking, we're like, okay, we're eventually going to be able to have guests and do things live again. 
And I think Audrey and I are looking forward to where we're like, oh, we've all kind of like worked either the late night or the early mm-hmm. morning. People are going to be way more excited uh-huh. about mm-hmm. being ready to be on TV between the 11 o'clock and 1230 time frame versus like trying to set something up for the morning show where it's like, we want you live in every show. Can you be ready by 415 in the morning? Yeah. They're like, no, actually, <laughs> that doesn't sound oh, like, like fun. I like my sleep. <laughs> and they're like, well, today's show takes over at 7, so we're done by then. <laughs> That's insane. What a, what a crazy schedule. I just can't. I just can't it's, it's weird, too, because every, every schedule in TV is really interesting. It's basically like a 2 to 12 schedule, yeah. either a.m. or p.m., Okay. because on the evening shift, like, the perk is you don't have to be in until, like, 2 p.m., but uh, there's an 11 p.m. newscast, uh, so the earliest you could be out is probably 11.35, and normally I'm guilty of, like, I pack more than I need. It all just kind of scatters out and gradually, like, goes back into the bag, so that ends up taking, like, almost another 20 minutes. It's, like, earliest midnight by the time I'm home if I'm working night shifts. So you are not from here. You did not grow up in Ohio. No, I grew up in Kansas City, and... Going to Kansas City. <laughs> Yes. There's so many great Kansas City songs. You guys have a lot of songs. I think that's one thing where after I moved away, I think like once you move away, you start to like appreciate things. And then I'm like, oh. And especially, um, I personally am not necessarily an athletic person. The hand-eye coordination thing just isn't there for me. But I love watching sports. And even in college, there were a couple years that I thought maybe I'd want to do sports broadcasting. And so I have always claimed Chiefs and Royals as like my hometown team and the Royals were in the World Series against San Francisco when I was living in Southern Oregon so I was all of a sudden surrounded by like all these Giants fans and I was like man my team's actually doing well like we've it's been since 1985 since they've actually been okay (laughs) and you weren't even born exactly (laughs) like I have not been able to in my lifetime see like a decent Royals team (laughs) okay so Kansas City where'd you go to college then? I went to University of Missouri. Okay, so not far. Yeah, so originally my plan was, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get as far away as possible. And then my parents, I was fortunate they were able to help me out with the financial part of it. And they're like, so we can help you with in-state tuition. So if you really think you wanna be going to like Chicago or going off somewhere, like let's see if we can get scholarships that kind of level that out. And I think as I was trying to figure out what on earth I wanted to do with my life, and was looking at all these schools, checking out schools in Chicago, looking at like big school versus little school. Yeah. I realized, I was like, oh, well, it was actually my mom who pointed out that by the time I was in middle school, mm-hmm. as the oldest child, I got to be the experiment of like, let's see what happens if we give the kid TV and let him have cable in their room. Mm-hmm. I discovered the Weather Channel, never wanted to change the channel. Really? So I think that my family is still kind of confused by that decision because <laughs> my mom was like oh, they're gonna be watching mtv south park might be on there they might flip the channel and all of a sudden they're watching the simpsons who knows what's gonna be on that well, girl's yeah, tv that <laughs> but instead i was like running out my room like oh, the local on the eights came out who wants to know the forecast <laughs> now were you a science person did you i've i've always been a really big math person okay. i think it wasn't until college that i actually considered myself a science person yeah. I think it was because I always really liked and enjoyed, and it's not that math necessarily came easy to me, but I enjoyed that it always made sense. I think the science part, I was like, oh, I actually have to kind of work for this, and yeah. like, I'm supposed to make a guess before I know the outcome? <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So definitely went always that. (laughs) (laughs) Minored in math. I ended up being two classes away when for just for what's required for meteorology. We have all the exact same prereqs as engineers. So like at minimum, you're required to take Calc 1, 2, 3, differential equations, and then um, at least two semesters of calculus-based physics. So at that point, I was like, oh, well, I'm two classes away from the minor. Plus, there's like, I think I was like, I don't know, I'm going to keep my options open. There's a few like graduate programs that are requiring this partial differential equations, which is graduate level calculus beyond calculus. Even my, my parents, my mom's a math teacher. Oh, she she's, she's certified to teach high school <laughs> chemistry and math. Yeah. And my dad, even though he um, went to law school, has done the attorney, prosecutor, judge thing, his he's a West Point graduate, so his undergrad was in engineering. Hmm. So, okay. so it does a little so bit, it runs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, I didn't appreciate it when yeah. I was in, like, middle school, junior high, high school trying to figure out the math and science, but I grew up with a math and science tutor, yeah. which you probably understand as a mom, like, in the moment when it, you're like, oh, I can actually help you with this, I'm like, get on my face, I, I need to do this on my own, I don't no. want to show you all of my work. I, I will say with math, no, I do not <laughs> In fact, we found that out this past year. Um, I need help with math. That sucks, dude. Sorry. (laughs) That sucks, man. We were talking about, I think we talked about this just yesterday, of math teachers. Mm -hmm. I was talking about it with uh, some some people that went to my high school. They said, yeah, the math teachers didn't really like me because, well, one, I wasn't good. Two, I didn't play sports. And three, I might have talked a little bit too much in class. (laughs) But I had one teacher senior year, Mr. McKillop, shout out if he's listening because he was amazing. He got me. He understood. Because in my Algebra 2 senior year... Um, <laughs> That's what my mom teaches, Algebra 2. Usually for her, it kind of goes out to people who are taking it for maybe the third, fourth time, mm-hmm. where it's like, I just need the summer transcript it's to graduate. basically where I was, yeah. I'd go from, like, AP English, AP German, Algebra 2. <laughs> but, but Mr. McKillop was amazing because he, he understood that what I was going to do had nothing to do with math. Yes. So there was one day it was just like, when are we ever going to have to use this? And he goes, you, Miss Lively, you're never going to have to use this. I said, great, shut the book. And he goes, but you need it for the test. I was like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But it just felt good to be yeah. acknowledged. Like, no. Yeah. Now, here's yes. the problem. He was wrong. Because the answer to the question, when are you ever going to have to use this again? <laughs> In the year 2020, when your children are home for yeah. a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. That was a big surprise. <laughs> So someday when your kids say, when am I going to ever have to use this? Be like, someday. There will be a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. You'll be locked at home. Uh, and and now, have to educate yeah. someone else. Yeah. yeah. Teachers can't even use the excuse anymore of like, we aren't going to be walking around with a calculator in your I pocket. Know. You need to be able to tip. Well, now there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> you can do this. I can even ask my dumb phone and it'll tell me what the answer is. Yeah. I can Google this yeah. and it'll do it in two uh-huh. seconds. Uh-huh. My kid learned that you can uh, ask Siri knock-knock jokes. And he's terrible at knock-knock jokes. He does not understand, no, like, the humor don't. part of it at all. Like, it's the mathematics so... of how to form a joke. Yeah. He's like, Daddy, knock-knock. And I'm like, who's there? And be like, lamp. And I'm like, lamp who? And be like, there's a lamp over there in the table. And you're like, cool, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, he's working on it. My son so. actually knows like one or two. My my son is about Your son's four years. hilarious. He is so. hysterical. Uh-huh. Yeah. He started a YouTube channel. 
Start somewhere, man. But he also Every started... client comes through my door, I say, you're starting with zero subscribers. You're starting with zero. Yeah. He also signed up, though, under my husband's email, which changed my husband's email to his um, YouTube name. So every email my husband sent out is Slingshot Duo Loki. Oh, well, that's fun. Doug's like, I look like such an idiot. <laughs> Anyhow, I digress. Glad that wasn't around when we were growing up because as a no. theater person you uh-huh. probably did this too. I remember just like from the time that like my parents trusted like us with the video recorder, mm-hmm. like my sisters and I would like put together these plays oh. and musicals. All of my friends at birthday parties, like or sleepovers would like write this play and then we'd record it and then would like have pizza and then go up and be like, We're so good. We did this all oh in gosh, one take. <laughs> Yes, but I'm like, that would have been all over the place. (laughs) And that would be something that would just be on the internet forever, which... That's the part that, like, I don't think everybody quite understands. Like, if you put it out there, it's there. there. Yeah, like, it's going to live forever. And someday, like, look how many people have gotten burned by some stupid thing they put on Twitter 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, even the Charlie Bit My Finger family, they're taking that down. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, okay, so have you been a weather person? You said you, you used to watch the Weather Channel and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. so I I really didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do when I was trying to figure out college and stuff. My mom was the one who, because I was like, well, I really think I want to do theater. I think that's what I want to do. I want to be an actress. <laughs> my parents are like, that's a really fun hobby that you can have. So do you plan on being a theater teacher so that yeah. way you can be making yeah. money? Whereas like mm-hmm. the career part of this is going to yeah. be, and I'm like, oh, that's not in my DNA. Because yeah. they're like, you know, you can teach math and teach theater. So <laughs> and my mom finally was like, so you're really like into the weather channel. We don't get it. But is that something you want to do? And I think I literally told her, I was like, mom, I don't think you can like major in the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you can. Turns out you can major <laughs> yeah, there is like this whole atmospheric science degree. That's crazy. And I think it's only like seven percent. It's like less than ten percent of atmospheric science and meteorology jobs are actually the person who you see on TV. Yeah. I was gonna because ask because like, I can't what? imagine. I imagine there's like this whole swath of people who are just the people who crunch numbers. And yes. Stuff. Yeah. And I feel like so many of my friends who got into weather, got into meteorology, they like knew from the womb that that was their purpose and their intention and like knew all these fields that were available it's kind of a new world for me my freshman and sophomore year of discovering what all was out there it was actually as i was going on college visits that they were like oh cool so do you want to be a pilot do you want to get into the military do you want to work for the national weather service do you plan on having a career committed to research do you want to be a storm chaser and i'm like oh i thought it was just like the local person who you saw on TV and like, <laughs> maybe I could type in the things that you see on the local on the A's. <laughs> but I, I guess I'm always fascinated coming at it from an actor perspective is that you do have to be both. Yeah. Yes. You have to know your stuff, but you got to be on camera. How much of it is prompter driven too? Uh, not at all. I just not get time cues. Wow. So that's another oh, thing too is crap. that I always compare it to like putting together a really elaborate 
book report or presentation yeah. oh, okay. because basically the computer system that we have is a fancy PowerPoint. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so each time you know like how many, how much time you have, you've got someone in your ear giving you your time cues. So you line up like yeah. three or four slides for when you have a minute. My main weathercast is <laughs> anywhere from like two to three minutes, like two and a half to three minutes usually. So I know kind of like how many slides I can put yeah. in for that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, did all the research, put together the slides, and now we hit play and hope I can <laughs> coherently form these together. <laughs> oh my gosh. You get done, you're like, did it, yes! yes! <laughs> <laughs> I have it. <laughs> or every now and then where I'm like, oh man, I made that pot of tea an hour later and it's definitely gonna be till the next half hour that like, I could see where I was going with that, but then I got a 30 second cue and I wasn't where I thought it was gonna be yeah. in 30 seconds. <laughs> but you have to be ready to be on, no matter what. And that's another interesting thing, too, where especially not even for, like, the main newscast, because it's pretty hard yeah. set time of, yeah. like, it doesn't matter whether I come in at midnight or 3 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. 4 a.m. is when the show starts. Yeah. And especially for things like severe weather, which normally we can kind of get an idea. Generally speaking, if there's a tornado warning, we're on the air, especially yeah. if it's in Franklin and Delaware County. We're going to follow it the whole way so through and walk it through. you have to go to work. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Now, are you in the studio for those, or do you are you on location for those? Um, usually I'm in the studio for that. Okay. I've gone out more so afterward to like yeah. cover the damage, but yeah. we've kind of like gone over, especially as we transitioned into a new studio a couple months ago. Uh, we've kind of like done rehearsals, kind of done the game plan of like, okay, any combination of two, maybe three of us, where are we going to be standing? Who's yeah. running the radar? Who's at the wall? That's cool. Let's go over like all of our tools and buttons because. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. As soon as the seasons change, I've been going through even trying to figure out what we have and what I should make for as far as graphics go for summertime. Because yeah. since this last week, we went yeah. from winter to summer. Yeah, there was no spring. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's... We, get a, we got a couple days of spring. There are yeah. a few February, nice ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. A couple in February, a couple in March. Yeah. Not April, we hit 80 degrees yeah. like twice, and then... Yeah. We're just cold. Yeah. yeah. Then we went from like November to July. Uh-huh. That's just... That's Ohio. Yep. <laughs> okay, so wait. So you started in Kansas City. You went to school in Missouri. Then did you start working? And then my, I spent like, I think it was around six months at a TV station in Northwest Missouri, in St. Joseph, Missouri, okay. and then spent three years in Southern Oregon. Okay, that, ah. and so, I love to go oh, there. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It's so beautiful. So I was in Medford, my first full-time weather gig. I don't think I had even ever been west to the Rockies. I was just kind of like, Applying for jobs all yeah, over, like, <laughs> talk to people on the phone, and my first time, like, ever traveling that far, knew absolutely no one, had no family out there, yeah. I was just like, yay, I have a job! <laughs> Which is, they're gonna pay me to talk about the weather! <laughs> and it is so gorgeous. So, Portland's in the northern part of the state, yeah. southwest, Medford, southwest corner of the state, like, maybe 20-minute drive to get to California. Harry and David, if you're familiar, they're the ones who, like, have the pears. Yeah, your parents, grandparents probably have the catalog. Mm -hmm. They're based in Medford. So oh, wow. that was kind of a cool thing, too. Yeah. Like, it was a really crazy transition because I keep saying, like, Missouri and Ohio, we're basically, like, the same state. Yeah. We've got, yeah. like, three or four cities and a lot of corn and soybeans in between. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was kind of neat living in southern Oregon because it's a pretty big agricultural area, but you can eat all of it. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. there was... So the station that I worked at, right down the road, there was a berry stand. Wow. So some of the best like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries I've ever had. The there was like a pumpkin so... patch across the street. There was oh 
It's also Wine Valley too, isn't it? That was another great yeah. thing. Is I think that like right when I got there, there was just like this article that had come out from the New York Times that basically said this is the new Napa, uh-huh. and people were living that up. And a big part of that was because they'd figured out that the pears grow so well, and they're like, oh grapes also grow really well over here so it was not necessarily that they kind of wiped out the pear crop but they kind of put more of like the plots together in one area put the grapes together in another one and on top of it too it's just these gorgeous views i had never lived anywhere we were just surrounded by mountains so it's that beautiful. is my that is my heart. I was born uh, in Denver, so oh, it was yes. and a lot of family in Kansas. That's where my mom was from, so I understand the Kansas. We used to joke when we moved here from Denver, and we would drive back to see family. We would always Babysitter Club was big at the time, so we yes. would always save one Babysitter Club book for Kansas. <laughs> I was just going to say, my family every summer, we like to, I call it kind of cheating the seasons where like we wouldn't ski in the winter, we'd go find a beach in the winter oh, because yeah. it was like 80 yeah. degrees and sunny. And then in the summertime, we would always go to Colorado mm-hmm. where it was going to be 75 degrees with low humidity yeah. Yeah. versus like Kansas City where it was 100 degrees with 120 heat index. Yeah. So that was the other thing too, is they would almost start the drive super early because they're like, we just got to get through Kansas. Uh-huh. It's just, it's. Because as soon as you get like a couple miles into the state, you're like, I can see Colorado. Rose. It's going to take a long time to get there through the cornfields. Have you ever driven through Kansas? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, last year I drove uh, to Iowa, which is a comparable drive, I think. Yes, it's I was going to just... say, my dad's family's all up in Iowa, so that was another one where we were like, well, not very scenic yeah. getting up to a tumble. <laughs> well, we got in like to Iowa at like after dark, and like they have all these uh, um, the windmill, the turbines that are out, yeah. and like and we didn't know what the heck they were, but we're driving through, and there's all these like red lights in the like up above <laughs> the sky, and they're all in this like grid pattern. Like, what are we driving through? And it's then yeah, coming back. Alien when, country. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. aliens. Mm-hmm. It's all aliens. Yeah. So, Goodness yeah. Gracious. Is that Willamette Valley? In Oregon? Yeah. Okay. I know that for wine. Mm-hmm. I mean. And that one's a little farther north up by Tillamook, okay. which okay. does the really great cheese and yes. ice cream. I was in, uh, the Rogue River ran through, so the valley I was in was Rogue. We had Rogue, Illinois, and Applegate. So if you're down in the southern Oregon area, all three of them just, like, beautiful in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And the Applegate's the one that is continually known for just being this gorgeous wine trail. Um, a lot of people know Ashland. They have a big Shakespeare festival out there. I have heard of that. So yeah. that's something too where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, anyone who's into theater might be familiar. They're like, wait, so that's close to Ashland? So wine and Shakespeare and cheese. Yes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty nice. A beautiful view yeah. right by the river running through it, surrounded what? by mountains. I mean, since we're both basically Midwestern, like what are the what are the people like? Pacific Northwest-ish people. I really enjoyed that, at least where I was in Southern Oregon, is it seems very Midwest. Because okay. I'm like, okay, this is a good Midwest mentality. Mm-hmm. And on the West Coast, it's it's kind of funny, especially, so I've gotten involved with organizations like the American Meteorological Society. Mm-hmm. It's the AMS, because that's kind of a mouthful. <laughs> and You even, did well with that, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> and people have joked, too, where they're like, okay, East Coast, everything's moving fast. Mm-hmm. West Coast is a lot more like Midwest. We're like... They're moving a little slower. They're going to ask you about how your family is. Mid- middle of the country, you're more likely to get, like, at the four-way stop. You've got Bill over on his tractor. You're like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Midwest, same thing, where they're all just kind of chill, moving slower. I was kind of nervous because I was like, I don't know anything about the West Coast, but I do know East Coast is moving really fast, and I don't know, people in LA might be like New York, and maybe that's all what they're like in Oregon. No, especially in Medford, down in the valley, a lot of people were either there because they were retiring or in the medical field. And then there was like this tiny group of us who were getting our TV careers started. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> now, did you come here from there? Uh, I had one more stop in between. I was in the Ozarks down in southwest Missouri. Oh, cool. So closer to home. Is your family yes. still in Kansas City? Yeah, okay. pretty much all my family's in Kansas City. I have family on both the Kansas and the Missouri side. Sounds like since you have family in Kansas, you knew that mm-hmm. Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas, Kansas City, City, Missouri mm-hmm. yeah. are... <laughs> That's true, yeah, depending yeah. on which depending part. On where you're. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost more of like city, it's more formal of Missouri, and then closer you get to the farms, it's Missouri. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember where all our family was. There was this uh, little town in, I think it was Kansas, that was like a Swedish town. Oh. You know what I'm talking about, it, I think it begins with an L. My parents are going to this, but we used to visit there all the time. Like, and oh, they nice. had it was just Swedish based. And they had lots of Swedish, like a city, an old fashioned city set up. Yes, that felt like Sweden. It was very cool. That's Speaking cool. of family, mm-hmm. my sister's calling. <laughs> hey, hey sis. <laughs> she would remember. Uh-huh. I should have picked up. Hey, what's the tell? Yeah, I know. That's all I need. Um, so, I have two younger sisters, and my youngest sister um, has two baby girls, a one year old and a three year old. And the one year old recently like figured out like how to not only like grab my sister's phone and like sneak away but the the other day i think it was even been on wednesday i just finished up the midday show and i'm like oh i'm getting a video chat from cheryl this will be great i open it up and faye my one-year-old niece is just sitting there laughing (laughs) and cheryl comes over she's like faye what did you do you sound so proud of yourself she's like oh i see what you did you called aunt liz (laughs) so she was just laughing she's like this is actually a really bad time there's like all sorts of craziness going we're watching the neighbors across the street so I'm outnumbered, but Faye's very glad that she yes. figured out how the phone works, and you picked up. <laughs> She's like, we'll call you another time when maybe we're not so outnumbered over here. <laughs> there was a story, and I'm sure you heard about this, there was a little boy that ordered, I think, like, oh, wasn't it like $24,000 or something worth of Spongebob popsicles? Yes! <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't refund it because they were Spongebob popsicles. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I think I only laugh because I'm like, yep, that would happen in my house, Yeah, too. I can see oh, that. Uh-huh. My daughter would do that, no, yeah. no problem whatsoever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, I've had the moment, too, where I was like, did that actually go through? Let me try again. <laughs> so yeah. you accidentally order something, like, three times. Uh-huh. But normally, it's like a sweatshirt where you can return yeah. the extra two. <laughs> but with kids, you're just like, go, 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 yeah. go, 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 And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> or, like, or the games you see, like, on your bill. Like, yeah. Ooh. Scratch and sniff stickers, fifty dollars. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Amazon gives you up to a certain amount that you can call and be like, "Look, my kid did this. Can you please refund it?" Yes. <laughs> Except yeah. for SpongeBob popsicles. That they're perishable. I mean, I know. yes. I know. But they did a GoFundMe, <laughs> and I think she made way much more than that on the GoFundMe. So she's putting it all toward her son's college. <laughs> Because that was my first thought where I'm like, ooh, as soon as you hit 20K, that's like in-state tuition, Uh like that 20 to 30K range. Yeah. So, okay, this is, here's my weird question for meteorologists. Like, why do people get so mad at you guys? I don't get that. (laughs) I 
see it all. It makes it's me not so. Your fault it's the weather does weird things. Does, is, do you ever struggle with that? Like a little bit, and I think it also goes back. To, <laughs> it's a. It's one of those two where we, especially like an area like Columbus, we're covering a really big oh, area. area. So like, if yeah. something's happening in Pike and Athens County, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Same thing with if something's happening up in Marion, we need to talk about mm-hmm. it. Just like we'd be talking about in Columbus, what's going on, where people over in Athens County are like, I mean, that's cool, but like, it's going north, so it's not going to impact me. So it's the, this is kind of the motto that like started with the National Weather Service that I think all meteorologists have adopted. Like, the job is to protect life and property because what the weather does is out of our control. Mm -hmm. So we're doing the best that we can to give people a heads up. And the objective is to protect life and to protect property. So that's why, especially, there's a tornado warning even out in Mount Vernon. Usually those move off to the east. So like in Columbus, you may still have the dark clouds and rain. Mm -hmm. That's going to be it. We want to make sure that we are protecting the lives of everyone out in Mount Vernon, the life of everyone up in Marion. If there's, like, out by the Hocking Hills seems to be one of the few places that we've actually gotten decent-sized hail reports where I'm like, that does some destruction to property. If you get big enough hail, that's a giant block of ice that could be flying on your head, so that would not feel good. Yeah. Well, and then you've got all the really smart Ohio men, and I'm sorry to generalize, but I'm going to generalize. We're idiots. We're all idiots. There's a tornado. (laughs) They go straight for the door. They go straight outside. You do it too, don't you? I know you do. Fair. My mom grew up on a farm on a hill. So my mom's the one who will be like, I just want to feel it. I just want to see it. And I, like, even though I was on the storm chase team in college and I have done that, my preference has always been more so to, like, be inside in a safe place watching it develop on radar. (laughs) How close have you gotten to tornado? So I've... I haven't, I actually have not seen like the actual tornado tornado during the day in person, but I did go on a couple chases where I got to see the formation of all of it, but as soon as we hit sunset, it was time to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, one of those were, anytime we went on chase, it always ended up being either a nighttime event or like we were watching three areas in the area that my group went to. We're like, well, everything got capped off. So we got to see like the real life textbook coming together, but... That's but cool. not you never experienced it in Kansas City. Actually, up. you know what? Now that I say that, growing up, there was actually a tornado that hit my hometown of Liberty. Oh and um, I do remember very clearly the, the moment, too, where, like, it was the middle of the day. We were all, like, huddled in the basement. I think we either had, like, just finished the basement or were in the process of finishing the basement. So, like, we could be, like, on the couch on the stage. I was the one who like was like, did you not hear the meteorologist? He said to put on your tennis shoes, put on your bike helmet, get covered up by the couch cushions. So I have made like my own little fort so that I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm saving myself, the dog, the guinea pig. We've got our helmets and our shoes on. We are We're ready. over here. You guys mom, are in mortal peril. Yeah. And I think I remember that it was like new enough that we had the door to the outside. My mom's like, girls, come outside and see this. You could see the rotation oh in the clouds. Wow. And I looked at her, I was like, that's the tornado. I'm gonna be safe. <laughs> so uh, several. Uh, there were a lot that came through Denver. I mean, none that ever yeah. happened. But I mean, they happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was wrong with my dad. He's not an Ohio man, clearly, <laughs> because we went to the basement. There was no yes. question. It was like sirens are going. Okay, let's mm-hmm. go. And it was calm. Yeah. I mean, we we took our stuff down. There were a couple times we did have to hide under desks. Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. Just that it was close enough, but. Mm-hmm. We always took it seriously, yeah. and I do that with my kids. And 
my husband. Was. I appreciate we that. We took it. Yes. We take it pretty seriously for the most part, especially. I mean, what we if the, the sirens go off, we start paying attention to the news yeah. and see what's going on mm-hmm. and seeing what the story is and that kind of thing. And you know, but like I mean, when I was growing up, my dad's brother, my uncle, was in Xenia, Ohio during the oh, Xenia, wow. the Xenia yeah. tornado, which is like that's, that's nationally known as like one of the worst tornado disasters and. Yeah, so they their house was hit directly and leveled, and nobody was hurt, fortunately. But yeah, it's that's scary. yeah. So like we took it pretty seriously, yeah. but I I'm still the idiot that's like tornado, huh? huh cool. Let's see. You know? So yeah. are there any cows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then in the Pacific Northwest, did you? They don't, do they have earthquakes there? That was a very unique challenge. Where anytime that I've talked to, I have friends now who have gone off into academia and have, since I've had a chance to live at other places, people have asked me to talk to different colleges across the country Mm -hmm. where one thing that I recommend is, I'm like, take the job in an area that you're not familiar with Mm -hmm. because especially like getting your first job out of college, you're like, oh, kind of hot stuff. I know everything. I have lived in Tornado Alley my whole life. (laughs) Like tornadoes are my comfort zone. I got this. And then I move out to the West Coast where... They'll get like maybe upwards of five tornado reports yeah. in the whole state over yeah. a year. Like, so it's yeah. not. It's not there. Yeah, so it That's just kind of thing. isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And earthquakes were also something that like I had never really experienced Did you get or to? needed to. So I, in the area that I lived, I never like got to experience a big one. But yeah. there were like the outlying areas, mm-hmm. especially as you got closer to the mountains. That which was also one thing. Growing up, every year driving to Colorado. Um, when you drive westward through Colorado, they kind of blew through the mountains and you can drive through them. So in Oregon, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, it takes two and a half hours to get to the Oregon coast in what looks like it should be a 20 minute drive. Like Colorado's figured out how to get through the mountain. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, but Colorado doesn't have earthquakes. You don't want to be in a mountain while there's an earthquake happening. So that is just, yeah. yeah. And to figure that one out, I had to figure out fire weather. Which oh, yeah. was one of the things that I'm like, oh, I'm sure that this was like touched on, but yeah. uh, I went to school in Missouri. I like we were all focused on the tornadoes and like tornado forecast, and that's kind of the cool looking meteorology yeah. of it. And then with that too, to add to the list of when everyone was like, why'd you move away from the weather? There's no weather out there. It was a very different mm-hmm. forecasting because mm-hmm. um, in the Midwest, middle of the country, states like Missouri and Ohio. We pretty much have one seven-day forecast. Well, temperatures can vary as a front goes through or something. If we say it's going to be 82 degrees on the forecast, that kind of applies to most of the area. Right. You know, you can give or take yeah. two degrees. Like, Marion might be closer to 80. It might be, like, closer to 84 in Athens. But we did microclimates. So I had five microclimates that I forecasted for every day oh on the West gosh. Coast. So I had the actual coast, which yeah. almost every day, because you're right along the ocean... It keeps it about 75 degrees, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, Maybe you have that ocean breeze. It's it's I really mean. nice. Yeah. It's not humid either, is it? And that was a, another weird thing is there's no humidity. Like when my family came to visit in the summer, I'd be like, I mean, it still gets to 100 degrees in the valley, but you jump in the pool and you hop out, five minutes you're dry. Mm-hmm. In the Midwest, you just like are never dry in the summer. <laughs> like, after, after like May, it's, yes. yeah, you're just yeah, you're after damp. May, it's like, yeah. no, don't even bother with lotion. Yeah. It's I not going to help. Yeah. I always love it when people are like, oh, don't hug me. I'm sweaty. It's like. We yeah. all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just go with it. <laughs> exactly. Just wear your deodorant. Like, it's fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're switching between sunscreen and bug spray in the summer, so yeah. <laughs> you're having oh, bound to smell like one of them. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm not. Okay, <laughs> this isn't a weather thing, but you probably know because it's more science. Are these cicadas that are coming? <laughs> How worried is, should we be? Somebody posted, I'm on like the mm-hmm. community moms group, like I do anything for it. I'm just like, eh, Stay informed. I'm, right. Or I make jokes on things, but. Um, you? People, no. I know, right? No. I love to mess with people on Facebook. I it is my do. favorite thing I to do. do. I was so much fun. <laughs> um, anyway, but there, somebody was like, what are we going to do about all these cicadas with the pools? What do we do? <laughs> Go underwater? Do. Yeah. <laughs> Skim it. And they're like, well, yeah. there might be some dive bombing happening. I'm like, is this gonna is it gonna like rain cicadas? So <laughs> I've I've been trying to look into it too, mostly for that reason of like, ew, bugs kinda gross me yeah. out. But what's going on with these? I keep waiting to find something where that will say that this is going to be a destructive thing, but I keep finding a longer checklist of like good things. Yeah, it's actually that like, happen with them. It's in naturally like it like it makes it animals love it because it's just it's a feast for them. Mm-hmm. They're um, delicious, apparently. Apparently, well, there are people that actually eat them yes, too. Um, but uh, they're the, they're the harmless <laughs> insects. They're not like <laughs> locusts or anything like that 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 will eat crops yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of them, yeah, and yes. it's mostly the noise is the most detrimental thing because it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. all you hear, and it's. I don't mind that part of it. Yeah. I just don't. Somebody mentioned it's dive kind of bombing, and that did scare me. It's just not that a they're dive bombing; it's that they're falling out of trees. Mm. Yeah. Well, just umbrella up, I guess. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I want to walk around with an umbrella. Get your cicada umbrella. Or your cic- <laughs> yeah. so, that should be a thing. One of those clear umbrellas yeah. that wrap around. Just make it look like the outside of a cicada, kind of brown. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I actually so. did my my kiddo's umbrella broke, so it had like this. Shape and I just shoved my face under it. I mean, it literally was right here. I'm, I'm pretty cool. I don't know if you do that, yes. but um, I'm pretty trendy. No, I it just hearing these people talk about it, it's like, sh- should I be worried about cicadas? No. It's, uh, I think it's just more of an annoyance than anything. Yeah. It's fine. I it's a curiosity, I think, more than anything, because mm-hmm. it only happens like every 17 years. And yes. I remember the last one, it was pretty intense, but I don't know. What I, are I'm, the annoying, the, the bugs that swarm they're like kind of reddish beetle type looking oh things. the japanese, japanese beetles, beetles. Yes. Uh, yeah see but with those they can actually be like destructive uh-huh. to plants so that's why i was like oh even yeah. ladybugs can sometimes be bad i'm like no these yeah. guys just like aerate the soil they have yeah. like a five week lifespan yeah. where they come out they're like i'm free and then they may lay a bunch of eggs and die yeah and they're I'm, actually like part of the tree's life cycle too really? so like young trees so it sounds like they kind of feed off of like the sap of the tree and so they're deeply rooted like most people are like oh they hibernate for 10 years or 17 years but it sounds like they actually like have their own like tunnel community going on like 10 feet under the ground or 12 feet underground 17 years that's yeah because i've tried to look into this and i was like oh they really live from i guess depending on when they hatch anywhere from like that 13 to 17 year time frame they come out and uh, I think I've heard people say they're like, oh, and then they ha- just live their best spring break life. They just like come out. Yeah. And they're the here at a party. It's, 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 it's party <laughs> time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They like feed off a little bit on the sap. They yeah. they find a partner, <laughs> and then they're like, it was a good life. It does sound <laughs> like make little break. cicadas. Yeah. And yeah. Get really drunk yeah. on that sap. Find somebody to to mate with. Uh, who hasn't been there, right? Lay a couple hundred <laughs> eggs and you're good. <laughs> 
that's that's a little further on spring break than most people I hope. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I. Yeah. I, I, it's just I'm seeing so much about it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. what did they do under the ground? Can you imagine what it's like yeah. to be in one place and then like, all right, guys, today's the day. Let's go. <laughs> going up. Everyone topside. Start digging. <laughs> I'm gonna find me a hot cicada. <laughs> How is there not a musical about this yet? No, I think it's in the works. Okay, um, good. I'm feeling this. Trademark, 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 trademark. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're taking notes, right? If you'd like to sponsor the cicada musical. The cicada musical. Uh, but what would you do about costumes, though? Oh, I think you. Well, okay. There was that uh, school. In Jersey, I think, that did uh, the movie Alien as a high school production. Mm, yeah. And they made all of their own stuff out of, like, found stuff. So they made it all really? out of, like, old junk and stuff like that. I bet oh. you could do something like that and make it look really cool. I'm not a costumer, so that's not my my scientific speciality. Yeah. But, no, that'd be good. So you were a theater person, too, then? Yeah. Yes. Did all the plays and musicals. Did speech and debate team. Which, what did you do in there? So, uh, Duo was always one of my favorites. I actually tended to lean more toward the humor side, yeah. which... There, which was not very female heavy, so it was always a sense of accomplishment when I was like, "Oh, am I the only girl who's in finals again?" <laughs> Thank you. Thank Watch you. how clean my character uh-huh. pops are. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love, it. <laughs> love it. Did you do speech? You didn't do speech and debate. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did. We weren't very good at it. Yeah. We won once because there was a huge snowstorm and nobody could show up. Yes. <laughs> we were like, yes. <laughs> We almost victory. First and second place awarded, <laughs> and that was it. Uh, yeah. So, what was your favorite musical slash play that you guys did? Let me see. Honestly, probably my favorite was. I feel like I was never. More often than not, I kind of got the chorus with a few special yeah. parts, but I got to be the lead when our school did a melodrama. Ooh, so, which one? Uh, let me see. The Saga of the Prospector's Daughter, or she was only a minor's minor. So, oh. <laughs> true to, like, uh, melodrama form, uh-huh. it's a really long name with, like, three story titles in it, and so I got to... Melodrama. And the names were kind of ridiculous, yeah. too, so the main character was Constance Purdy. <laughs> so that was my character, and I'm trying to think of the other ones. <laughs> they had, like, very... <laughs> we're going to tell you what this character is yeah. based on their name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because it hasn't aged well, you don't see much of it anymore? Yes. there is a lot of... Cringy type. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was it was nice too because it was like this small cast, so there's only like ten of us and we're all just kind of goofy. So we yeah. made sure we're like, um, obviously the villain needs to have like oh, his yeah. curly mustache yeah. and there was a and maybe you've heard of it because you guys went to Colorado, there was a town called Cripple Creek. Okay. Cripple Creek. In the so mountains, I wanna say nearish Colorado Springs. Um, okay. Cripple Creek, it turned into a gambling town, which was unfortunate. But before that, it was just an old mining town. If you could oh. ride the train around and see the old mines. And, and they had a melodrama out there, melodrama theater. That's awesome. We went one summer, and it was, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That and Durango, yes. that was another place where there was a melodrama dinner theater. Ooh, yes. Do you know melodrama at all? little bit. It is so cheesy. <laughs> yeah. It's like intentionally cheesy uh-huh. and over the top. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish that would come back. Yeah, it's going like it was so much fun yeah. and we had a couple people in the cast who 
were just really good at improv. So there were a few, I think that, I forget if it was actually written in that we improv this or if it was truly the, yeah, I have no idea what my lines are. We're supposed to be off book today. So we're just going to make stuff up. (laughs) And especially when you have like a small cast, you're like, well, we know what we're supposed to accomplish with this scene. We have good team building. Let's do the thing. Yeah. Let's make up the thing. Wow. I do remember one of them. There was a guy that was walking down the aisle with this box and going, rubber balloons. Rubber balloons. I was like, oh, yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't go very well right now. We've sort of had some societal things that have happened that we need to ensure that we're not saying anything. Like, maybe that's why melodrama has come out recently. Yes. And I feel like depending on what kind of direction you go with the melodrama, it's <laughs> it walks a lot of lines sometimes. It really does. Where, like, it's intentionally over the top and ridiculous. Uh-huh. But because of that, there's there's a lot of things that are probably not so politically correct mm. in those directions that you can go. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you still follow musicals, but it's interesting to think about what musicals won't and or shouldn't come back yes. after everything has happened. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you... I, I saw an article about uh, Book of Mormon that yes. they were talking about what, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is horrifically offensive. Yeah. Yes. That was their intention, of course. Right. Uh-huh. But I think uh, the South Park guys were just kind of like, look, we're going to figure this out yeah. and make sure everybody involved is okay with the process. Right. Yes. Because that's kind of the South Park guys thing is they're yeah. like, yeah. we know all of our stuff and we're going to be extremely offensive, but yeah. we'll do it to everybody. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, if you aren't offended by this one, don't worry. You will yeah. find well, one that, oh, we, yeah. that yeah. we personally attacked you uh-huh. on. Well, I was reading a, uh, a, list the other day and someone was saying about how my fair lady is like just the ending of it is just for today's world just wildly inappropriate anymore Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's one of those classic pieces of like theater you know but yeah but even classic movies yeah Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah trying to figure out where that line is between history and you know what maybe and since we're in the middle of everything being redone i'm like it'll be interesting to see those ones that maybe there were some decisions made in bad taste where like Uh you can say oh that's just how things were back then where it's like well but that's not not right so we could probably tweak a few things and then you look at the at shows like hamilton which were based off of actual history and they're like yeah but we can have the cast look however we want Mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing yeah. how things, and I, I'm interested to see now, now that we're making a comeback, what stuff gets up there. Yes. There's, um, there's talk of like, well, Tootsie came out before, and that a lot of people had a, an issue with the a, a man dressing up as a woman, you know, for trans rights. Yeah. And oh. there was a lot of talk about that one, like, this isn't okay. Yeah. This doesn't translate well. Mm-hmm. You know, but when is it like, okay, but that was in the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. There's a weird fine. Sorry, I'm just getting off. I know. I was like, no, it's so. But it's so weird to see Mm -hmm. how much has changed because of the pandemic. Yeah. And you guys probably Mm -hmm. had to. You were essential workers during that, weren't you? Yeah. Essential workers who had to, yeah, figure out initially. Do we go in? And even now, since the mandates keep changing and the rules keep changing and even you and I were talking about we're like can we meet in person do we feel okay in person yeah. do we wear masks do we not are we good are we <laughs> can we hug is that even okay <laughs> well it is, I went to a 
went to a Starbucks this morning and it said, the sign on the door said, if you are fully vaccinated, it is up to you whether or not you wear your mask. And I was like, oh. I know. <laughs> it's like this, like, oh, I feel guilty. I did too. Like, yeah, you yes. almost feel guilty. Like, oh God, should I, I do this? I yeah. wore it. I yeah. had it on. I was like, oh, I guess I'll just keep yeah. it. And mm-hmm. the couple in front of me, they walked up. The guy was so happy. I mean, they were clearly vaccinated, but he walks up, he's like... This feels good. This feels normal. He <laughs> yes. the lady. He goes, you are a an essential worker, and I appreciate you, which was very kind. Yeah. And it was like, yes. I can't take it off yet. <laughs> I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Even I golf as well. So even, like, going out and golfing or going out to the range, like, it's an outdoor activity. And one of the few activities that was approved, yeah. that was okay. like, yeah. through the pandemic, uh, last year the golf league that I was playing in, we they asked that we continue to wear a mask while we're playing in okay. our group. And last night when I went and went out and played with the league, like since we were all vaccinated mm-hmm. and we're outside, yeah. I think after the first hole, I was like, "Oh, I'm the only one wearing a mask. I guess I don't need to." Yeah, yeah. it's a weird. Yeah. I feel like it's this. It's a personal like. How do I feel about this? Yeah, which is good, mm-hmm. you know. And somebody posted a really lovely article about don't. Don't ask a person why they're still wearing a mask because you never know the reason and it's none of your business, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Yep. But one of the reasons was like they may have allergies or asthma and realize yes. that this is actually helpful. That's yeah. right here. And that's yeah. why I noticed, yeah, even just going out to a driving range where I I think I took my mask when I got off when I was walking back to the car and started sneezing. I'm uh-huh. like, well, that was kind of nice uh-huh. to have that natural filter. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, it, honestly, like in the future, if I have a cold, I'm probably just going to mask up and keep it on until I'm done with the cold because that's Mm -hmm. yeah it's what we should have been doing all along Mm -hmm. and all these people that are like (laughs) when it first started we all realized how bad we are at washing our hands that's the thing that's just so disgusting to me because I was like literally the reason that the flu season didn't happen is because people were required to wash their hands yeah 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 Uh, and and, and then you think about that and you're like oh god how bad were we at washing our hands Mm -hmm. yeah because that's all yeah. we were told to do at first was, all you can do is wash your hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, which didn't seem right. Yeah, it's we like, like, shouldn't people really? already be doing yeah. that? <laughs> but it makes you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And how how much we clean surfaces now and yeah. yes. how we clearly were not doing that before. I didn't realize how much I touch. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. even going to the gym. Face touches and everything, too. Yes. Very and especially with allergies. Yeah. I feel like I'm always touching my yeah. eyes. Yeah. and. Yeah. yeah. That was the big thing. Don't touch your face. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, don't touch your face. Don't touch my face. Yeah. So when you when everything first shut down, were you guys? What did they tell you to do? So, I mean, you had to consider each other the bubble. I'm assuming. Well, yes and no. So a big part of that was making was almost making sure we weren't in each other's bubbles, so we didn't knock out everyone. Okay. So it was a whole lot of making sure people were in their special areas, and even whether never went over to the desk, tried to limit any sort of contact for, like, even the area of the studio that we were in. The anchors all of a sudden were at different ends of the Mm -hmm. desk. And our reporters, we would always have beginning of the day, a meeting where everyone threw in their story pitches and had their assignments. We switched everything over to Zoom, and we still are not having in-person meetings. So right now everyone is still... Like calls in at nine thirty in the morning or two thirty in the afternoon, depending on the shift to for a Zoom change. meeting. I bet that doesn't change. And that's one thing too that I'm almost wondering. Where we're like, oh, this is almost 
more efficient. Yeah, almost yeah. more efficient. Almost one of those like, oh, could this have been handled with an email? Yeah. <laughs> because with yeah. when everyone's there in person, it was it would take a little longer. There was more time to just kind of discuss, throw a few ideas back and forth. But now yeah. the setup is the reporters send in their email a little bit before the meeting. They get their approval. So it's almost like it's a quick 10-minute meeting of everyone checks in. Yeah, everyone says hello, go do your get thing. a quick weather report. Yeah. And it's more so like going down the checklist of, yep. okay, what are you doing today? What are you doing today? Yeah. Hey, you, you threw out two or three story ideas. Yeah. Call me after the meeting and we'll yeah. figure things out. That's so yeah. much okay. more efficient, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think really that's, that's interesting. I, and that, I believe, that is something that, well, not me. I'm an actor and teacher. So <laughs> I need to be with people. But, like, my husband's company, I think they were beginning to figure out, like, I think there's so many corporate offices that figured out, oh, God, why are we paying all this overhead for this giant office that we don't need to have? Oh, yeah. Like, my wife works for Red Roof, and, like, they are a large company. They built their corporate office, like, three years ago out in New Albany, and, like, it's just been... You know, they're struggling to have people come back in at this point. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be hard to get people to come back and, and do it. And I have a sister who's in the PR advertising world. And pretty much as soon as everything started, her company's like, you guys are working from home from now yeah. on. And now they're starting to do this blended yeah. model of coming back in. And But now that it's been like a year, year and a half, and mm-hmm. she is with a great company now that right away was like, hey, looks like this is going to become a more permanent option. Here's a stipend that we want to give you for your home office. And then once we hit like a six month or like maybe close to the year mark, they're like, hey, a lot of you guys have families. We have these options in place to try to help with childcare and this and that. Because we know that you're running your home office, you're a teacher now, you're this. And trying to figure out all that. So it's been interesting to see with. Yeah. Yeah, two sisters and parents who are in all very five different fields, kind of yeah. how everyone's been adjusting on the fly and yeah. figuring out what is required to do in person. I hope yeah. that, that that sense of grace with each other lasts, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Giving people know. a little bit of extra, like, I, 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 what I've really noticed is, like, if somebody's not feeling well, you give them a lot of extra, like, yeah. runway now. Then mm-hmm. before, it was like, oh, you're not feeling well? Ah, oh, it sucks. You know, like. You come into yes. work sick because yeah. you have to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, like now it's like, oh, you're sick. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't yes. come in. Yeah, and, and if you're home, rest. Yeah, take your time. Yeah. you know, get get better. If feel you can better. get something mm-hmm. done, great. If you're right. meeting your deadlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my my yeah. kiddo's counselor basically said, I, I'm not coming in because I'm not feeling well. Is it okay if we do telehealth? I said, Well, yeah, but we also mm-hmm. don't have to meet if you're not feeling well. Yeah. Yes, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're Okay. You're allowed to have sick days too. You should probably take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, just having that respect for for each other. I hope that that lasts, and I hope that that people continue to not just jump into the busy and overworked, yes. over activity filled, and all of that. I do have to ask because I'm curious. <laughs> what was your biggest blunder while you have you ever had any huge? <laughs> on-camera blunders. Let me see. I think it's kind of like when we were talking about the robot cameras. Yeah. I remember my first time where I got to be on air, and there was a thunderstorm happening. I was... So, one of the reasons I chose Mizzou was that they actually own the NBC affiliate in town. So, they're connected. Okay. So, I knew, like, nice. from the time I was a freshman or a sophomore, I'd be able to get in with an internship. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was, like, my first time on air, and... I was so excited. I was going to teach people all about thunderstorms, and it was going to be such an educational and wonderful experience for everyone. 
And then the camera just starts slowly panning around the room. <laughs> and I think it was the first one. So I only had like a minute or a minute and a half. And the whole minute, it's just doing this just slow spinning. pan around the room. You see the sports anchor kind of like with his arms crossed, trying to look around like, I'm not supposed camera to be on camera. Going. So you could see the news anchor who is this like veteran. And since we were tied to the university, who's like one of the teachers just like, Staring down the camera, camera. like you could like feel the look that he was giving the director, like you can't control this. (laughs) And I, I don't know where the clip is. I know this clip exists on the internet somewhere (laughs) because I have some really good friends from college who are like, "Hey, remember that first time you were on the air?" That was seriously your first time. I think it was my first time doing something more than just like the cut-ins. So like when Al Roker throws to your neck the woods, and you see like twenty seconds of the local meteorologist. I think I had done that, and it was my first time like really being the one doing the weather. And the camera the whole time was just slowly panning around the room. How is it working with a team? Because there's, how many of you all work together? So there's four of us in the weather department. Okay. And I really enjoy it. I think this last go around when I was applying for jobs, it's really, it's really interesting because Especially when you're applying for jobs, you're like, I need to prove that I'm the best and I know more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to switch my mentality to realize I'm going to bring something very different mm-hmm. than someone who has been here for 40 years, which will be something different How than. Long has Bob so, Bob Nunley, I think, has been there around 35 years, okay. 30 okay. some, but not yeah. quite to 40. But he grew up in Marion. So, mm-hmm. he's the hometown guy yep. who has been yeah. here forever. Yep. He worked at WNCI mm-hmm. before. Ben Gelber hit his 40 year mark. Uh, this year working for there. So He's I'm got like, his own theme I... song. Lovely. Yes! <laughs> Does he really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Morning Zoo did Here Comes the Ben Gelba. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And crazy story about how everyone in broadcast either knows each other or, like, yeah. as soon as you have a connection to Ohio, mm-hmm. you literally know everyone. Yeah. <laughs> when I was living in Southern Oregon and working down there, um, after about a year, we changed out some of our morning anchors and... Um, Will Metzold, who is the son of uh-huh. Dave Metzold, yeah. who does the CBJ stuff, mm-hmm. he became the morning anchor on our nice. show. Uh, so it was, yeah. yeah. So I think it was during his first week that Will was like, hey, you want to see like my hometown meteorologist? And showed uh-huh. me the Mighty Ben Gelber video. And I didn't even connect that until I'd been there like a month. And Will yeah. texts me, he's like, hey, so you're working with the Mighty Ben Gelber now. Oh, That's so funny. And you're working with our Audrey. Yes. Oh, I was so excited when she originally had made the transition from sports to helping with daytime. And then there was opening for a midday show. And she was able to take over with that. I'm like, yes, I get to work with Audrey three days a week on the regular. She's the kindest person. And she's just, she's so good at what she does. And she's just good at everything. Like the other day too, I was talking to her. I was like, wait a minute. So like you were an athlete Mm -hmm. and you did all this Mm -hmm. stuff. But also, how athletes and theater people are normally very different breeds. How did you do all of this? Plus, how are you able to go from doing sports, sports, sports to these beautiful feature pieces and talking about the arts? Yeah. Because I she's love. Audrey. Yes! <laughs> she was a year under me at Otterbein, so we got to know oh. each other. There, there's a, her best friends. are. It, it's the friendship that you look at and you're like, that is the coolest friendship I've ever seen. They're just so, and still so tight. Her friend Matt is the one that uh, was the company manager of Hamilton. Okay. So I've wow. got to see a couple of them lately. I saw uh, their friend Julia in New York City. So it just, 
just this group of humans that connected with one another, and I was lucky mm-hmm. to be on just the slight outer circle, but yes. I, I love to see that this friendship has lasted so strongly through these years. But she's, she's a doll. Yes. I love you, Audrey. <laughs> Yay! She's great. Well, thank you so much for hanging. This was so much fun. This was fun. I, I'm still in awe that I'm like, I did something in person. I know. Well, <laughs> and it that's... wasn't like speakeasy, kind of like low key. Like we can be open about it. Yeah. Well, and we, this is probably our first, first, back in first here. real back one where yeah. we've had everybody in and not like worried about oh god should we be doing something differently you mm-hmm. know yeah and it's like, yeah well, we've been told this is okay yeah I mean I, we're all vaccinated and we're you know we're still taking it easy and yeah. that kind of but thing. it feels but, good to be. So yep. tired of Zoom. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. Absolutely oh. no offense to Zoom guests of the, the future because yeah. we'll have some. But the novelty yeah. ran off oh. a little too fast. And at first it was like, oh, this is so cool. We can Zoom happy hour. We can Zoom yeah. family. But now it's it's nice yeah. to see people. I know. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you want to do Jackbox games on Zoom? No, I don't. I really don't, actually. Sorry. <laughs> let's meet up for game night. Yeah, <laughs> let's do a game night in person. Yeah, that let's, let's see each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that thing. Maybe even go to a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's been nice. Have you been able to feel comfortable going back into places? Yes, like and it even last night I went out to Bridge Park and yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot they actually kind of blocked off the street. It was kind of nice to actually see oh, they do that you can walk people. around now with. Yeah, like there were people walking around. I sat at one of the tables in like the blocked off part of the street and was like, this is just really nice. Yeah. Are you in that area of town? Uh, I'm not. I'm kind of on the north end of Columbus, okay. so I was like, I need to find a patio. It's just nice yes. outside. <laughs> well, Westerville is doing the outdoor thing as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ooh, I need to check that. And Gahanna has, like, a really cute area. Uh-huh. What is it? Dora, I think they call it. The, in Gahanna? The closed-off spaces, I think. It's a something. Oh, okay. Not the Explorer. Not the Explorer. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure. Um. That is the worst show. I'm so glad my kids never got into that one. There's a few other ones. There's some gems out there. Man, we're uh, about ankle deep in SpongeBob hell right now. So my kid discovered SpongeBob, and there's 20-some years of that show. There's so much. And he's like, I want to watch more SpongeBob. And we're like, okay. The worst was Caillou. Caillou. Do you know Caillou? I'm not familiar Caillou with that Caillou is the one. worst possible character ever created, and it was a PBS show. They've, they're actually canceling oh. it because so many parents hate it. <laughs> I was Caillou, like, PBS is usually good, though. <laughs> it's this, he's bald. We don't know why he's bald, but he's bald, and he's whiny. He oh. complains and he whines the whole time. Even the theme song is oh. like, it's awful. Oh, no. And he just goes around, and he, he wears the same thing every day. He's bald. We don't know why. Like, maybe explain that. That'd be important. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to be accepting, but just let us know what happened. And he wears the same thing. It's just, it's, <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, PBS is actually taking the show down because so many parents hate the show. <laughs> because they're like, you're teaching my kid to whine mm. and complain. Yeah. No, they already do enough of that to be like, oh, <laughs> my, you did it. So I'm going to try this at dinner tonight. Okay. Like, oh. Okay. Be like, no, put on some Sesame Street or something. Yeah. No, there's, there, but there are good kid shows though too. Yeah. You know, Sesame Street is still a still very wonderful. good kid show. And they yeah. recently added a meteorologist. Did they really? Did they really? Yeah. Oh, a puppet or a person? Um, this one's a puppet. Okay. I was kind of hoping that like they would hold off on that just a little bit, and I could be like all of a sudden a stand-in meteorologist for it. Yeah. But you could be a puppeteer. <laughs> 
with the meteorologist puppet. Oh, fun! I like where we're I going would with this. I do anything to work with Muppets. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I would literally do just about anything. They're actually yeah. doing a three-week training program. Oh, really? Oh, oh the Henson Company is. Yeah. Man. Careful now that you guys are working know, together. Right? It may not be yeah. for no, too much longer. Suddenly, he's gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know how to run a business all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, last meteorology question: How much green do you have in your wardrobe? See, that's another thing that I have. I have no green in my wardrobe. Ever. Actually, now that I say that, I think I have, like, two green pieces. Because you have a perfect like, coloring for green. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, where I was like, all of a sudden, the last couple of years, even my eyes have transitioned from, like, a brown to a green color. Yeah. So I've even, like, sat with my news director, and they're like, let's go over, like, things that would look good on the air. Why don't you wear more green? And I'm like, it's literally one thing I can't wear. Because I have had moments, Because I would like too. to be visible yes. on the screen. Yes. Because with that, too, I've worn, like, a dress be before that had head. flowers. Yeah. And, like, with that, they have stems and leaves. So, like, I think I remember looking back, and I'm like, oh, look, I turned to the side, and suddenly I have a four on my side where the leaf was. Maybe that one should be pulled out of the rotation. <laughs> one of my first video shoots I did, I was shooting a lot on green screen, and I had uh, a bunch of kids in, and they were doing, like, lines and... We had one little girl who came in, and it was George Kaufman's daughter, and she was she was really good, but she was struggling a little bit to get the line out. We had to do it a bunch of times. And finally, we got it, and it was really cute and everything. I get it into post, and I didn't realize she was wearing a huge green bow, like <laughs> right here on her shirt, and I'm just like, oh god, big hole in her chest, and I'm like, trying <laughs> to go in and like mat it out and like cut it. Out. It was yeah. Donnie Darko. Yeah, I literally was just like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> big hole right there and she's like blah, blah, blah. that is so cute oh. oh man but everyone's like yeah. why is she missing part of her body <laughs> is she okay she's fine she's okay oh my gosh yeah. Liz, thank you so much yes this thank you this awesome. was fun thank where you so can much. I know they can find you on the the oh, station yeah. but mm -hmm. for people to get in touch or find out things about you yeah. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm. You can probably either search Liz McGiffin or Met McGiffin is the handle that I've kind of made for myself. M E T, short for meteorologist, Ooh. and then McGiffin for Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. And be kind to your meteorologists. Yes, it's not their fault. The it's weather sucks. It, that's weather. That's <laughs> what it did does. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just watching it. She <laughs> just tells you what it is and what's going on, and you just have to report it. The fact that you can predict any of it is mind-boggling yeah. <laughs> so, so that's our PSA for today. yeah thank you Truly meteorologist with some respect yes. yeah love them for the work that yes it's a good they message. work weird hours yes work weird hours because we've yes. been up since midnight yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're tired yeah <laughs> you're amazing thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to speak easily the podcast <laughs> I just, wow. I just coloned us. Just, <laughs> the, the podcast, yes. <laughs> All right. All right, peace out. Boxland Media, think big.